Brilliant Misfits, Episode 77, with guest Shilpa Agarwal. Shilpa is a book writing and marketing coach who works with coaches and consultants, helping them accelerate their business through finding their voice, owning their story, writing their book, sharing their message, and scaling their business. She has lots of beautiful, simple tips to help you move from fear to curiosity to courage. Believe it or not, your book is already written. It's written in your heart. It's written in your past. It's written in your kind of life. You just have to bring it out in, you know, physical shape and form. Hello and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful, and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Aisha Kennedy. Welcome everyone to Brilliant Misfits. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate you tuning in and listening to these beautiful stories of women who have found a way to do their thing find their own way, find their path, and be brilliant at it. And today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Shilpa Agarwal, and she's going to really talk to us about how we can find our own unique voice, how we can take that leap of faith, that creative leap to do what it is that we really want to do, what's really in our hearts. So welcome. Welcome to the show, Shilpa. Thank you, Aisha. It's such a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're here. Now, Shilpa, I know that you um, are a coach and you also have written a book called Want Solution, There's Always One. And Mm -hmm. also that you yourself, in your personal story, took a huge creative leap of faith and moved from Mumbai in India to Adelaide in Australia. Yeah. And you did that to live your own dream. So can you just share briefly and touch on that a little bit? Yeah, I think uh, I don't know where this uh, desire came inside me from. But right from the point where I can remember, like maybe five or six years old, I had this very weird desire to live outside or experience life outside India or to just, you know, like live abroad. And my little innocent mind used to think that this, you know, living abroad is a part of growing up. Like it's it's a natural process and everyone has their turn. Everyone is given the opportunity. I was I don't know. It, it just it was my fancy, you know, to travel outside of India and see the world. Uh, yeah. So that what. uh I don't know, when I had the opportunity through my corporate job and through seeing, uh, you know, the world outside, uh, there came a point where I really decided I have to take this leap of faith with all the uncertainties, leave my job behind in India, leave my family behind and uh, migrate all by myself with my husband uh, to Australia. So it was just following that inner desire without without worrying or without knowing what will happen ahead. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that's uh, a beautiful story, and I hope it inspires uh, listeners out there that, you know, may be sitting on the fence. They know they really want to do something, and and fear comes up. So what happens? Like what, you know, when you work with other people to live their dreams and to take that leap of faith, and they say, oh, but this is fear, like you know, fear is a very strong energy, and sometimes it prevents us from taking the steps towards our dream. Yeah, I think great question because uh, you know, when I'm when I'm reflecting back on some key uh, on some key milestones or some key leaps of faith that I have taken in my life, uh, I can clearly remember that. There is a transition point, you know, from fear to curiosity uh, to actually finding the courage to do that thing. And if you actually listen to your inner voice, you'll be able to identify at what stage you are at right now. So uh, why I say that is because when when it was the time for me to migrate, uh there was no question because this desire was fueled for the last 25 years, right? So the, the what can I say, the drive was really, really strong. I didn't have to face fear. Like fear was really small uh, in comparison to the result that I was looking at. But this actually brings me to my next leap of faith, which uh, I did mention to you earlier, that my husband and I, with our one-year-old, we set out on a caravan, and we traveled around the, you know, along the east coast of Australia all of last year. So it was my husband's crazy idea. Shilpa, let's do this. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, at first, I really kind of dramatized it. I'm like, yes, so you want me to sleep in a car now? That's what that's what remains to be done, right? <laughs> but you know, he's a good man, and he really kind of uh, he really found and selected the best. It was like I think one of the most luxurious caravans with you know more than I can ask for. So it had a dishwasher, a washing machine, a dryer even. <laughs> that was uh, fantastic. I didn't know those things existed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it was a fully equipped caravan. It was like a house. Uh, it was like a home on the go. Uh, but, there, you know, he was, he has this, he had a kind of two month journey in convincing me, you know, to say yes for the caravan adventure. And at one point, I remember that I was in a state of fear, but I clearly remember that defining moment. I was, I was there chopping potatoes and I was, I paused because I felt, I was asking myself, Shilpa, stop it. Don't be crazy. Are you seriously considering doing it? So, you know, that transition happens, but if we just listen and we kind of, we are aware or we are open to listening to our thoughts, we will know that, okay, I'm no more in fear. Now I'm in curiosity and I'm exploring what's possible. And then there came a point where I was like, okay, you know, let's do this. I was in um, adventure mode or taking that leap of faith. Hmm. I love yeah. how you describe that, Shilpa. You know, we we um, we feel fear. We feel that energy of fear in our body, and then you said it transitions to curiosity, and then 
the curiosity turns into courage. I love that how you um, laid that out from fear to curiosity to courage. Now, yeah. when you say you know you just had this, I don't know, perhaps um, a very strong inner voice that is guiding you in this. Like for some of us, it's I think it's difficult to listen to the inner voice. So, do you have any mm-hmm. suggestions of like? You know, when you're in fear, how do you transition it to curiosity? That's a very beautiful question. And I don't know if I've got the best answer, but what comes to me is, um, and I had done, you know, a Facebook Live recently about this because a lot of my clients or my kind of prospective clients who are considering writing their books, they're basically coaches. Uh, they are constantly struggling or they are doubting their uniqueness and they're, they're kind of thinking, you know, what's unique about my story? Why do I need to write my book? Who will ever read my book? And my suggestion to that is, uh, you know, for you to identify what's your X factor. And if, say, if you're a wellness coach or if you are, a fitness coach or you know whatever your expertise is to identify what separates you from the rest uh, which is you know the journey from fear to curiosity uh, I actually highly recommend to uh, you know start maintaining a journal just just a one-line journal wherein every day at the end of the day just try jotting down what uh, characteristic or what strength or what uniqueness about yourself have you noticed today Mm. or what memory from the past has popped up it could be something you know really random like I remember when I was a I was really young like five or six years old and I was really uh what can I say I was celebrated like my family really prided in me for how well I folded clothes And that would boost my ego so much that I wanted to fold all the clothes. I would always, you know, fold the laundry. (laughs) Oh, that's uh, wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, things like these, which may seem very irrelevant, but today in my life, when I'm running a busy business and a busy home, uh, and, you know, some days I'm feeling like lost and frustrated and, oh my God, there's so much work. I actually pause and I'm, I tell myself, Shilpa, this has been your strength. This was what you were celebrated for. You were proud about it. So what's stopping you from doing it nicely now? Uh, you know, like mm. I, I just really like things orderly. So how does that translate, you know, in my business? What does that tell me about myself? Uh, and, you know, if you just do a one line journal, because journaling, you know, also sometimes can feel like, a big commitment or it's a big ask sometimes. So just tell yourself you're not expected to do lots. You're just expected to write a one line at the end of the day. You know, how would I, what new thing, uh, you know, what have I learned about myself today? And, you know, in a month's time, you'll start noticing some real beautiful patterns. Uh, Yeah. And then probably, you know, you'll be able to you by then you would already be transitioning from fear into curiosity and maybe also into courage. Wow. That's a wonderful tip. And I like what you, um, you know, say just doing one line a day and just writing something. And I think 
the importance of that and what I'm hearing is like and I'm visualizing when you actually do that and put one line at the end of the day about something you've learned about yourself, I think you start to notice what seems easy to you and what you're good at, which often gets overlooked. Like we don't even know what we're really good at or what makes us unique because we're so used to just doing it, you know, because it feels simple for us. Exactly. And and to really like take an outside view in the journaling to say, you know, I did this and this and this, and you start to see yourself, this pattern that you have and that what you're really good at, what you really like doing, what feels natural more than yes. anything. Like it's not, it's not an effort. Absolutely. So, yes. Bring, bring that to your business. And that is, you know, in, in the theme of this podcast, I think that is going to make you a brilliant misfit. And, you know, that's going to make you proud of being the misfit that you are, because thank God we are all misfits. Otherwise, you know, (laughs) (laughs) otherwise we'd all be robots just taking on someone else's way of doing things. So yeah, it's so true. The podcast is all about being true to you. And that's the first thing. And then when you're, when you're being true to you, you're just naturally brilliant because there is no one else like you. So if you really enjoy it and celebrate who you are, then you're naturally going to shine and be brilliant. So I love that you brought that up, Shilpa. That's so, that's so beautiful. And I love the tip that you gave to help people transition from fear or maybe even stuckness, you know, like a lot of times in the creative path, the creative process is resistance or, you know, you feel stuck, which is a form of fear. And just by journaling, you start to get curious and move out of fear into curiosity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I love that you coach um, women in writing their story and writing their book. Um, how did you how did you fall into that specific thing of working with people, helping them write books? Wow, this is a brilliant question, and it actually is. Uh, it's kind of bringing up. It's one o'clock. <laughs> Sorry, that's my that's my computer. <laughs> so, uh, yes, it's bringing up some painful memories. Actually, memories of confusion and being lost in my own business. So uh, when I wrote my first book, which was way back in 2015, uh, what happened was, uh, you know, at the point, like at the point when my book was launched and printed and in my hand, I was, you know, I was in the limelight being celebrated on Facebook. Congratulations messages were coming from everywhere. But that started to subside, you know, within like a week and a little bit. So just two weeks after my book was published, I was back to the same point of being lost and confused about my business. And how does my book translate to money? You know, Mm. how does my book translate to a grown business? Where are the clients? No one's asking for me. So that was that was one defining that was a big gap, which I felt in my life. Then, uh, again, you know, feeling lost, confused, I started working with a business coach. And then what happened is the business coach, uh, you know, he started coaching, like, you know, we're in the business together, my husband and I. So he started coaching us from where we were to create a business, say, six figures, seven figures, whatever the goal. But the book was nowhere in the picture. So he left the book behind 
And he just started taking us forward from where we were. So the book did not fit anywhere in the business plan. So I was left with a product and I didn't know what to do with it. Right? Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So what happened with the book? Exactly. And that's, that's why that's where uh, I started this, you know, this whole program. That's where my uh, filling the gap for myself began. And I realized, oh, my God, I need to help other people with this because, uh, and I've started saying this, you know, very, like, you know, very openly in a lot of other forums all the time, that having your book written is not the guarantee of business growth. Because, let, let me actually ask you a question, okay, um, Aisha. So let's say we were working together on writing your book. What else would you expect from me knowing that the book is just a product, but, you know, what comes after that in terms of using the book as an effective and educational marketing tool to grow your business is where the main work lies. So uh, I'll cut it short. Having written the book, what else do you think would be required to grow the business to a minimum six figures? Wow, that's a huge question. And I'm I'm completely blank. I I don't know. I mean, it's true. I think a lot of people and probably myself in there included would think that writing a book is a huge thing that would draw attention, would draw your tribe to you and that you could actually capitalize on that. But how do you capitalize on it? There you go. So this is the work that you do, is it? Yes, exactly. So, you know, I I really want to, you know, debunk that myth, which you just said as well, which you thought, yes, you know, I've written a book and now I'll be famous and now the money will come, the clients will come. Mm. It doesn't work that way. (laughs) So, uh, you know, what what we do with our clients is we not only help them to write a book about, okay, yeah, you had a divorce, let's write a story about divorce and all that. It's not that. We actually take a step back and we start from the point where it has to begin, which is, uh, you know, at the, at the point of creating your business plan. So we help them create a business plan as to what is it that they want to really create and why are they writing the book? What do they want to ultimately sell as a result of the book's marketing? Right. Mm -hmm. That's where it all begins. And, uh, you know, once we've got that, then we know where the book fits in the business, how to market the book, how to position your unique strengths. And even more, I'm telling you, Aisha, what's important is when the people come to you, how to hold the space and how to transition your certainty onto your client, because they really want your solution. But they are kind of, they are in fear and how to transition them through, you know, that journey of uh, getting really curious, uh, feeling like, oh, maybe I can do this. And then feeling like, oh, my God, I have to do this. I've got the courage. I'm saying yes. So how to transition them on that sales conversation that along with the book is really, really important. That is what we bring to our program. Mm. So what I what I'm hearing, Shilpa, is that, and I love it, is that the book isn't the end all be all like some of us like it is a myth. And yeah. when I listen to what you just said, it's like getting to the very very basic core question, like what do you want for yourself, and then mm-hmm. having the book be an integral part of it, but not the whole thing. 
Exactly. You know, you, you, you said it so well. The book is just the vehicle. It's not the destination. Mm. Mm. You so know, the when, book... Yes, yes, please go on. <laughs> okay. So I was, I was saying, you know, I'm saying this as well a lot these days that your book is a conversation starter. Like you're going to, you're going to share your story in your book. And it's not only going to be about your story filled with all the drama, but your story is going to educate people. So there's going to be a lot of education as to what your clients are looking for. You're going to already give them your best in your book and, you know, just floor them. And then they're going to be like, oh, my God, you know, what more does she have to offer? I want it. Mm. Yeah. So we're talking a lot about the book that you wrote. <laughs> we didn't even say what the name of it is. So would you like to just share what that book is that um, got you on this journey? Yes. So my, my book is uh, named exactly after my business. It's called Want Solution. There's always one. And that's, that's our kind of core philosophy or belief in everything in life, that if you really want a solution, there is one. Uh, you just have to move from cribbing and complaining to actually looking for a solution and be willing to do the work. Mm. And do you think that ties back into um, being clear and helping people be clear about what it is that they really want? Because I feel sometimes I've even found in myself in this journey of being in business or being an entrepreneur that a lot of times I'm just doing things and I'm taking this on and I'm taking that on and I'm going. And I think it's really important for me anyway, I have to keep coming back to what is it that I really want? What is my lifestyle and my lifestyle business look like? Like, what is that? Because it's easy in in my case, anyway, I speak personally to get lost in that, you know, and just to find myself doing things and, and then losing that sort of thread of, well, the foundation of what it, what it is that I really and truly want. So I think a lot of what you're saying starts there and then builds from that, including the book. Yeah. And actually, you know, when you said this, uh, it reminded me of one more beautiful concept, which I think will add, you know, real value to our listeners, which is the metaphor of stay in your lane, like drive in your lane, be safe, uh, you know, on the road. Mm -hmm. And how I mean that in business is, you know, when you just said you feel like taking up more and more things, it's basically shiny object syndrome or, you know, thinking that, uh, you know, if this is not working, maybe that's going to work. So before we have given it our all, that strategy A, before we've given plan A our all, you know, we are, we are ready to jump to plan B and then to plan C. So a healthy measure of that I would like to recommend is give whatever you're picking up, whatever project, if it's book writing, give it 90 days, give it your all, you know, for those 90 days to, you know, bring it the most, you know, bring out the best book that you can right now. And when it comes to the next stage, which is marketing your book to get the results, the actual goal that you wanted to achieve, Give it another 90 days, you know, to really consistently talk about what you're talking about in your book. You know, everywhere on in networking events, on Facebook, uh, on Instagram, wherever, you know. So just pick one message, pick one core message and stay true to it for 90 days before jumping or changing lanes. 
Yeah, that is such a wise tip. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think um, in the digital world and people who are creating home-based businesses online and just being online, being digital is a challenge to stay in your own lane, you know, even just scrolling. We we don't know how to pause. We don't know how to, you know, really stay with one yeah. thing. There's this just jumping, 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 jumping. And I think what you're saying of like, well, make it a 90 days, give it 90 yeah. days is so brilliant because – you know, it just takes away, it actually gives you a focus and a structure to work with to prevent that, like, you know, giving up too soon, not giving it enough space, like creative space to see where it's going to go. Like if you're just yeah. jumping around, it actually don't give it the time that it needs to, you know, unfold and show you something and, and show yeah. you even the next step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Absolutely. a beautiful tip. It's a good measure, I think, 90 days, yeah. Mm. And staying in your own lane, you know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, beautiful. So let's talk about other things that you do in the business because it's like you have this this center. I'm seeing like in, I'm visualizing this wheel and in the center is like helping people really clarify what they want and what sort of business they want and what sort of lifestyle they want. And then out of like the spokes of the wheel and then, you know, it's finding their voice. And, you know, do you want to just share a little bit about all those different things that make up that core? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I know what you're – I'm just trying to do my best here. I'll, I'll say what comes to me. Yeah. But um, – I think what I'm really passionate about and the whole program, the way we've structured it and the the outcome that we want, you know, you, our clients to experience is that you're able to find your voice. You're able to, you know, write the book in your voice because you are and I'm going to come to this in a minute, but, uh, you know, you are going to write your book without writing a word. So, you know, it's it's a very beautiful interview based process that we take you through. So it's going to be your voice and you need to find that voice. Uh, you need to own your story because a lot of, uh, you know, clients who I come in contact with and when I'm having that first exploratory conversation with them, they are like, Shilpa, I have a story. I've undergone, you know, so much trauma. You know, I've overcome all these challenges. But I don't know if that's what I want the book to be about. And a lot of times we we realize on the other side, you know, when they've taken that leap of faith, when they've trusted the system and gone ahead, uh, you know, they realize, they discover for themselves as well that, you know, the book does not have to be about the story, like, you know, the story in the story. But it's really about sharing with people uh, a little bit of your vulnerability, you know, why, why are you the right person to talk about, uh, you know, a woman who's uh, experienced abuse in her marriage and, you know, a very painful divorce, for example, definitely is authority, uh, you know, to talk about how to draw healthy boundaries in a marriage, right? So when we actually, what can I say, when we get past the waffle in our story, that's when starts coming out the real gold. So um, 
I, I really love people to find their voice, to own their story and to, you know, really write their book, share their message and grow their business to whatever limits they would like. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I'm going to circle back to what you said, and I think you want to circle back to it as well, because, you know, my ears pricked up when you said, write your book without writing a word. So what do you mean by that? Yes, brilliant. So I'll I'll just briefly uh, share with you the process that we take our clients through. It's a very, very beautiful journey. In fact, you know, with my clients, when they're writing, you know, we are on a wonderful conversation. We are in a phone call and we just have a pause and we laugh and we celebrate. And I'm like, can you believe this is us writing your book? That's the kind of conversations we have. So how it goes about uh, in, you know, important milestones, I would say, is I help you identify the key elements that will go into your book. And together, we do a lot of one-on-one work over Zoom uh, to come up with a skeleton, if you like, the metaphor of a body. (laughs) Um, So, you know, we actually come up with a blueprint or an outline or a skeleton of your book, which is like, okay, there's going to be these 13 chapters or these whatever number of chapters. And these are the, you know, bullets which are going to go under each chapter. Uh, So that's, you know, that's real kind of, that's the main, that's the core work in in coming up with the content of the book. And then what we do is we actually book in, uh, say, five to six interviews of a couple hours each. It takes anywhere between 10 to 14 hours to, you know, kind of interview you about your book. Mm -hmm. And what I do is I follow that outline, which we've created really meticulously already, and I interview you about your book. So imagine, Aisha, if I was to ask you, you know, yeah, whatever, you know, if if you've written a bullet point about uh, the lowest moment ever, right? That's, That's something you're referring to. And, you know, the story would just effortlessly flow out of your mouth when I'm saying, so Aisha... Tell me, what was your lowest moment ever? What's that about? And then I just take a back seat. You know, I'm doing minimal talking and you're doing all the talking. You're just like passionately sharing with me your stuff like you're talking to a friend and we're recording all that. Mm. And then what we do is we, we, you know, we've got a complete team and we have all those interviews transcribed and we provide to you a complete first draft of your manuscript. So, the you know, then the, the fun work that starts is you're actually reading your book in the making. You're actually reading and then just striking out, okay, that's a bit of waffle that can go out, that can go out. And, you know, just finishing up some, you know, bits and pieces. Of course, and then, you know, we've got the editor, we've got a designer, we've got, uh, you know, typesetter, everything. So we've got the complete uh, suite of, uh, you know, services, the package that brings your book actually out, you know, launched and in print. Mm. I imagine this is such a great assistance and help for people who know they have a book and they don't even know how to start. And they, because they don't know how to start, it never actually gets written. So I can hear from this whole way of working that this is beautiful for someone who is just 
you know, really has this inner urge and prompting to write the book, but they, they feel completely lost, like, well, how do I start? What do I do? Absolutely. Mm. And the one other thing, I want to ask you about the, the bit where, you know, you help them structure it so you have all the different bullet points or, you know, chapters or whatever. Now, in the process, do you ever find that the that that out that initial skeleton shifts and changes? Yes, yeah. all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, that's that's the beauty of the whole process because you know, when people come to, you know, their first exploration session with me, they are feeling like, you know, they're not good enough because they don't have a clear idea, right? Mm. But what it takes to get to that clear idea is, you know, being willing to play with a scrambled idea, right? So are you willing to, are you will? it's it's the same thing, you know, I'm going to refer back to the fear, curiosity and courage journey. So are you willing to face the fear and get a bit curious about it and play with your ideas with someone who has a structure behind doing what she does? So, you know, having a chat with me and doing the work and the book evolves into something so much more beautiful than we could ever imagine before. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. That really is. I love that. So, Shilpa, is there anything um, that you would like to share with our audience today about, you know, if they want to look more into this way of working, this way of writing, this way of moving from fear to curiosity to courage, and they want you to hold their hand. Is there something that you um, would like to offer the listeners? Yeah, brilliant. So uh, I will just, I will just, I want to share a couple of nuggets before I, you know, offer my gift. Yeah. And that is, guys, if you want to write a great book, be willing to write a bad one first. And it's not going to be bad, but basically just be willing to write your first book, which is not going to be your best necessarily, but maybe you you know you don't know, right? I mean, you've got to take your chances. That's that's the first thing. And believe it or not, your book is already written. It's written in your heart, it's written in your past, it's written in your kind of life. You just have to bring it out in, you know, physical shape and form. So it's just, you know, saying yes to, you know, cu curiously explore how that can be done. And for which uh, I don't exactly remember the code right now, but you would present that in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, but I'm presenting, um, I'm gifting, you know, all the listeners uh, a free big book idea unpack session which is you know let's let's get on a let's get on a call and let's talk for 60 minutes where we're going to talk all things about your book your content what it could be about and that's a session which is worth 497 bucks but i'm i'm just i've created a special code for the listeners of this podcast it's called aisha's gift and yeah they can just have it for free if they choose to book a session with me at the link that is provided Oh, that's so generous, Shilpa. That's beautiful. Yes, so I will put that up in the show notes to all the listeners. Please do go and look up the written show notes so that you can get yourself this incredible, generous gift from Shilpa. I think that's fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. I just want to help as many people, you know, to get over 
get over stuckness and really get on with their book. Thank you so much. Is there any other last words of wisdom from you, Shilpa, that you want to share? I love that you say, you know, everybody's got a book in them and it's in their heart. And I think that is true. I think that's a beautiful thing to remember and to actually explore and get curious about. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, no, I'm, I'm almost done. If, if I can just wrap it up with, uh, you know, uh, talking to any of your objections, if you think it takes a lot of time, well, you you know, it probably takes much less than you think. And if you t- think it costs a lot of money to write a book, it costs a lot more to not write a book. So I'd like to leave you with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention you're, ro- you're robbing the potential people that you could inspire and help. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much, Shilpa. It was just a joy to talk with you. I've learned so much from our conversation today. I'm deeply grateful. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I've had so much fun too. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoy Brilliant Misfits podcast, please go to iTunes and give it a review and subscribe. For more on being true to you and living a mindful, creative life, asiakennedy.com.